everyone. I hope you're all feeling well today. So my name is Bill Johnston and I work within the Division of Occupational Health and Wellbeing Services. My job title is Staff Wellbeing and Engagement Officer and I'm also lead for the ALHT Wellbeing and Engagement Champions. I run the health checks that are available to all members of our workforce also. Today's podcast is to promote Men's Health Week, which falls between the 13th and the 19th of June this year. I'm greatly honoured to have two wonderful fellows with me today, John Sinclair and Gary Atherton. Both these guys are great ambassadors of men's health and well-being, and I'm excited to hear from them both today. I'll introduce these fellas in a second to you, but on today's podcast, we will share the importance of checking in with yourself as a bloke, the importance of setting goals and becoming the greatest version of yourself. So without further ado, John, please could you introduce yourself to everyone? Hello everyone, uh, my name's John Sinclair. Um, I've a rather posh title these days. Not, um, not only am I a physiotherapist, but I'm a, an emergency phys physiotherapy practitioner. So basically, if you break something or you're bleeding at all and you go to urgent care, I'm either going to set your bones up or I'm actually going to stitch the actual wound up as, as well. I'm just the guy, as I say, that bends the momentum. Uh, my personal journey relates to uh, cancer. Uh, it's about prostate cancer. It's something that uh, occurred to me about three years ago. But believe it or not, I am actually 61 years of age. So I know, I know I'm wearing quite well. But um, about uh, three years ago, uh, I attended a seminar at Hope Hospital and uh, the male nurse practitioner stood up and said, the biggest cause of death in men is that they live alone i.e. they don't have a partner that insists that they go and see the doctor and that struck a chord with me. Um, I, I do live alone. I was feeling particularly uh, unwell in terms of waterworks so uh, I decided I really needed to do something about it and as a consequence of that um, I had a medical check, I had a PSA. PSA was running uh, prostate specific antigen uh, blood test was running at seven, which is again, it's on the higher end, but it's not super high. And uh, was then MR'd and formally diagnosed with prostate cancer. And um, a couple of weeks later, I, I have to say, fabulous service from ELHT. Uh, cancer services, absolutely first class. Um, <clears throat> received surgery from uh, Mr. Poulet. Uh, I did have the consultation with oncology, uh, elected for surgery and following following surgery I had a rehabilitation of like three to six months uh, all with the absolute super support of uh, uh, occupational health and um, with some great support from peers and from, from line managers in physiotherapy. Coincidentally, um, I just got the surgery out of the way and COVID happened. So not only was I blessed with uh, prostate cancer and the recovery, but I was also blessed with the um, challenge of trying to rehabilitate and recover from surgery uh, in isolation as well. Uh, my particular challenges of my journey, um, which I happened to met, meet this fella uh, in Bill, in the gymnasium just before COVID got locked down was that physically I wanted to actually control what I could control so <clears throat> cancer was out of my control but my diet was in my control and my exercise regime was in my control 
and Bill had a really quite a, a cathartic, it's a bit of a bromance actually, I do apologise, but Bill, Bill actually said something to me, he said, you're very good John at making promises to other people, but you're not very good at making promises to yourself, and that was kind of like a, a solar plexus blow in my life, so um, I, at that point I made promises to myself, and over a 12 week period Bill uh, with his exercise advice and dietary advice gave me uh, a, a regime which allowed me to drop 22 pounds in weight as well so it was a controlled uh, physical uh, condition i've managed to keep quite a significant portion of that off due to due to diet and, and my exercise approaches so young man here has had quite an effect uh, on my life uh, in the best possible way oh thank you john uh, then words are really good and I hope uh, it's inspired a lot of people to move forward and get checked out as well. Uh, Gary, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, yeah, I am Gary. Uh, I've worked for the Trust for 18 years, all of that time in IT services, in different parts of the IT service. So I've actually been and seen a lot of different places around the hospital. So I've got a lot of good scope about the people that deliver the healthcare here. My journey is slightly connected to John's, but not as bad. Um, I got diagnosed with BPH, which is benign prostatic hyperplasia, which is basically just enlarged prostate. Uh, mine came through uh, urinary problems. Um, eventually, I was lucky. I wasn't in the same situation as John. I do live with someone, so I had a partner to chat to. She constantly encouraged me to go and see a GP. So I went down that line and I got the help. However, I can understand exactly what John has said there, that it, when you're, if you're living on your own, I may not have still gone to the doctor now. And we'll touch on that later in the podcast that what I believe is half the problem with that. But certainly I was lucky I had someone there. So I think John's story is particularly inspiring in the fact that he went to that seminar in Hull and he went to see health professionals, unfortunately made contact with your good self, Bill, and all that kind of thing. And here we are today, three years down the line, looking at him and he looks absolutely superb. So well done, John. Well done, Bill. Thank you, Gary. Uh, Gary, why why do you think it's so important that we recognise Men's Health Week? And what do you think some of the key messengers are? The biggest problem for me, I can say from my own experience, is the stigma of and I'm going to use the phrase, and it's a bad one, man up. I think for me, particularly when it comes to anything like mental health, which mental health is always a component of physical health. Any physical problems you have, you'll have a mental side to it as well. John touched on that brilliant in his story that we read before. I think the stigma is still there that, you know, men, men have to be strong. You've got to be tough. You've got to be, stop mourning, get on with it, if you get what I mean. When it comes to health, that's a very, very dangerous attitude. Um, ignoring it will not make it get any better. If you've got a heart problem, ignoring it won't make it any better. Uh, the urinary problems I was having would never have got any better. However, through seeking help, I've managed to find methods and tools and all this kind of thing to make that just a little bit better for me. Health problems don't discriminate. They don't care if you're male or female or what religion you are or your sexuality or anything like that. If there's a problem with your health, my advice is to speak to someone, start that journey, just one person, speak to a partner. Now, John has alluded to that fact that, you know, he doesn't have a partner and that's that's a that's an added challenge he had. Well, speak to someone, just one person, because once you spoke to one person, it's easy to speak to the second and then the third. And it's become second nature to say, I have this problem. Please, can you help me? Fortunately, I found a great doctor when I went. They sent me down the route. I went to urology to check the prostate. 
did all the scans, had the PSA, like what John had, score was low, they diagnosed it as BPH. John, why do you think it's so important that we recognise Men's Health Week, obviously taking into account your journey of transformation and, you know, the challenges that you had? What do you think the key messengers are? Just having one week where we actually emphasise men's health is simply not good enough. We have to challenge our men. Uh, we have to challenge our manhood. We have to challenge our culture of manhood in order to actually embrace a healthcare process. We are deniers of health. Men are deniers of health. And just like uh, Gary mentioned, people want to actually box it up and ignore it and think it's going to go away. I think that is not uh, an issue for a week. I think it's uh, an issue uh, for a culture and it's an issue for every day of the year for how we, how we live and also how we actually bring up our children and bring up our boys and girls, how we approach our health. Totally agree with both of you. I think from my side, after collecting some up-to-date research, uh, I've learned that there are top five topics that live inside men's minds that often lead to mental health problems. And these are work, health, relationships, money and loneliness. And I think it's important to note that we can all struggle to cope and we'll all go through difficult times at some point in our lives, whether it's issues with work, finances, relationships, friends, family, or our own health. And I think just having the opportunity to do this podcast allows us to talk about the mental and emotional and physical health and to help continue to create that culture of saying it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to reach out and talk to someone. I say support, the guidance to support you getting back to where you need to be. So from my side, I'd like just to cover some of the support that you can access. There are a multitude of resources and support networks for anybody and everybody to access. And just to name a few of them, we have our new health and wellbeing website, which is now live, covers all the dimensions of wellbeing. The website address is lscwellservice.co.uk. There you'll find health and wellbeing support on mental, emotional, physical, financial, occupational wellness, and much, much more. The health and wellbeing directory has been updated, and this is the foundation of where everything is from a health and wellbeing perspective for you as an employee of ELHT. In there, you'll find a multitude of support platforms to support you and your colleagues. Take your time to familiarize yourself with the content in there. Wellbeing conversations are available for you with your line managers or your wellbeing champions within your teams and department. These wellbeing conversations are informal. They incorporate an holistic approach and these wellbeing conversations don't need to be work related. They're non-judgmental conversations where expert advice and guidance can be given. Try to take the time to speak and get to know your wellbeing champions within your area. There are the main points of contact for anything health and wellbeing related. Got over 120 champions across the trust and departments now, and they're becoming ever more popular supporting people get to where they need to be. One of the big things that I've been privileged to be part of are the health checks. So what is a health check? Primarily, it's a cardiovascular risk appraisal. What is a cardiovascular risk appraisal? Well, essentially, I'm working out your risk of developing stroke and coronary heart disease over the next 10 years. There are two parts to the health check that I do. I take some personal history and lifestyle questions, and then there's a physical content side, which involves height, weight, waist, blood pressure, a cholesterol check. The cholesterol check is a little pinprick on the finger and it gives us the results in about four and a half minutes. Since John's journey of transformation, we've seen 
Hundreds of members of staff come in and have this health check and the numbers climb every week. And it's more than just checking your blood pressure or your weight. Think of it as 30 minutes of self-care where we can help you to set goals and get that control back over your health and well-being, allowing you to become the greatest, healthiest, fittest and most attractive version of yourself. The Division of Occupational Health and Wellbeing Services want you to feel at your very best inside and outside work. We are here to support you. If anyone is struggling, then please have that wellbeing conversation with your line manager, speak to a wellbeing champion. You can always contact the well team and we can direct you to the support that you may require. For the support that's available for the people that are not part of the LHT and they're just listening uh, in the community, uh, the Samaritans is a fantastic network to access around men's health. Uh, you've got menshealthforum.org where there is a multitude of resources on there for you to access. And you can always speak to your GP as well uh, if you're unsure of where to go to speak to. I want to thank both Gary and John for coming onto this podcast today. And I just want them to also just do a few more seconds if that's okay. What advice would you give to the listeners today, John? Take stock, take personal stock of where you are. Be honest with yourself. Mirrors are very good places to actually start. Go and have a look in the mirror and say, are you actually the person you really think you are? And if there are any questions about that, that normally relates to physicality or, or, or cognitive mental health. Seek advice. Seek advice because it's available. S seeking advice is not a weakness, it's a strength. It's a strength not only in your personal life, it's a strength in your professional life as well. Thank you, John. Gary, what advice would you give to the listeners today? Okay, uh, I echo exactly what John said there. Uh, basically, you you need to speak to someone. It's I like the analogy of looking in the mirror. I think that's a great thing. What is your reflection telling you? Is it the reflection you want to see? Or do bits need solving? So that's from the physical point of view. The mental point of view, again, just reach out, just talk to one person, start your journey that way. The services we have here, the LHT are world-class when it comes to anything like this and all them tools you've mentioned about there before, Bill, about getting hold of people and all that sort of thing. I would advise anybody in any capacity, in anything that they're struggling with, reach out. Like I said before, with John, he was he lives on his own. John lives on his own and he's managed to do it. Take strength from John's journey, from what he did and the fabulous result he is today. He looks absolutely superb today. Um, that's credit to himself and the people that he managed to touch base with as well. So, you know, that's absolutely outstanding. So if I, if I could speak to it, just reach out. Three of the things that supported me get John where he needed to be were three of our trust values. And I'm going to throw them out there now, and I don't think John's ever heard this. But I think we go through life and through the NHS being taught to look after everybody else, whether it's the patients, the relatives, the mentors, the managers, the system. We go home, we put the key in the door. It's commitment after commitment after commitment to everybody else. And without a shadow of a doubt, we have excellent integrity and we act with integrity. The system, you know, if we say we're going to do something, we do it. What about self-integrity? And I need to define integrity. Integrity is doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it when nobody is watching. And I'm talking about integrity with yourself now. So when you make yourself a commitment, know that you are gambling with the most precious thing in the world. You're gambling with your love for yourself, your confidence and your well-being. Promote positive change. 
when you look in the mirror like John's just explained and you feel that you are not the greatest version of yourself, look at what you can do to get you back to where you need to be, which is essentially loving yourself and feeling proud about who you are. Promote positive change and don't be afraid to access the support that is there. Speak to people like Gary says. And self-respect, respect the individual. Self-respect is crucial for happiness and self-respect will reduce the feelings of depression and anxiety. It'll increase self-worth and we need it. Right. Take care, lads. We'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next time.